0: Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Men podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Your co-hosts, Jamie Albright and Sarah Rosette, couldn't be more different. In fact, they're a study in contrasts. However, despite all of their differences, they agree that sharing what they wish they'd known, both the good and the bad, is the key to moving forward. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette.
1: And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week, we're going to talk about launching. Um, So launching is a big part of selling books and uh, being an indie author. Uh, so we are going to be the the host, Sarah and I, and we're also going to be the guest. So right. um, this should yeah. be interesting.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> going to kind of interview each other because we have different ways that we do it. Right. So uh-huh. it'll give us uh, kind of a wide variety of ways to launch. Yes,
1: exactly. So what's been going on with you, Sarah? Uh,
0: this week, I decided to go ahead and start the German translation, and I'm using Reedsy. So mm-hmm. I've been took about a week or two to. Narrow narr, narrow down the translators to a couple mm-hmm. talk with them email back and forth mm-hmm. finalized the contract and uh clicked accept and it was actually very easy you just you f- really? figure out all your details that you yeah. want to include in there and then they make their offers and when you finally get ready you just accept it and then Um, I should have one in 2021. It's going to take a while because, you know, you have to translate it, copy edit it, proofread it. So it takes a while, but um, I'm pretty excited. It was not as hard as I thought it would be. So if anybody's thinking of doing that, that's maybe encouraging.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm getting close to the end on the, uh, draft of the christmas book so i feel better about that close you know know. i can't yeah (laughs) close-ish yeah (laughs) you know like phases one time i finished a book i finished a draft and i told my kids i was like hey i'm done yay and then like a couple weeks later i'm like well i'm finished revising the draft and my Mm -hmm. son this was when they were really little he said Mm -hmm. i thought you finished that book mom and i was like no no i only finished the draft
1: yeah (laughs) there's phases and, pull, and then you pull out a diagram and yes you show a flow the chart.
0: chart yeah
1: the flow chart of how everything
0: and it's just always it's you're so always true. working on something so.
1: I know it's so yeah. true it's so yeah. true well that's great I can't wait because you know I'm I'm waiting for this book so uh I can't wait for it that's cool to come that out cool. yeah me too
0: yeah exactly. so speaking of things coming out yeah. you had a bit of big week I did have a big
1: week. Uh, Homecoming King launched on July seventh, and on July seventh, it went to two—I mean, one twenty-one or something like that—and then during the night, it dropped into the top one hundred, and so it went as low as eighty-one in the store and stayed there all day um, Wednesday. So it launched on Tuesday, all day Wednesday. And then, and it was real consistent. Like it stayed within 10 point, you know, 10 places. It would go up and then it would drop down and go up and drop down. And then on Thursday it uh, fell out of the top 100, but it stayed right around one between, you know, 103 and 106, 110, I think. And then today, Friday, it's around 130, 140. So, um, but I'm super happy. Super, super happy. I, my, you know, my oh my gosh, this is everything I ever dreamed of goal was getting in the top 100, but my, re- it was not really a realistic goal, I didn't think, with the amount of money I have to spend and just my platform and everything. But um, the book has just been well received and people are clicking on it and really, you know, sharing it. So that's yeah. been really great. So that's the first time you've broken the top 100. Yes, right? it's the first time I've gone into the top 100. And it was, well, a, that's exciting. It was very surreal. I mean, it was <laughs> a very surreal. My family was freaking out. Uh, my friends were calling me and freaking out. But, and I was too, but it was like, I just sort of sat on the sofa going, what has happened? You know, it was not, it, it just wasn't, I had sort of put it aside thinking, okay, the next, but maybe I'll be able to get into the top 100. The lowest I've gotten before was the last book last July, which was like mid 200s and, uh, which was great. And so my goal with this book was really just to get below 250. And I thought if I get below 250 and, um, then I'll be happy. You know, the big thing though, with launching, and I'm still trying to figure this out. I've, and I love it if anybody's figured it out is, you know, launching low and then staying relatively low. Like I can launch low. It's just that staying, having that staying power. And that's, I think some of that's money. Uh, I think some of it is your platform and then I think some of it is Amazon or a big Mm -hmm. part of it is Amazon. You know, if Amazon just catches your book, then it really does. You don't even really, I don't think have to go into the top 100 if, or you got to be low enough, but I, I just think Amazon plays a huge part and we don't always understand what that is. So
0: right. see anyways. that can be your new goal because you know how yeah. things are always changing. And yes. so like now you pitch your breaking into the top 100 and then next time you can work on, you know, trying to keep it there longer, you know, yes. I mean, yes. I think you've done great though.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very, very happy. Uh, please do not hear anything I'm saying is <laughs> being a complaint because it is not, uh, even at 140 in the store. I'm just like,
0: yeah. I can't believe, but this is I, like typical of the indie author life. You're oh, like, yeah, Yay, I achieved my goal. What's next.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's next. Oh <laughs> no, I've dropped out of the, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because it is always, there's always another challenge, something mm-hmm. else we can do. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Um, and, you know, I mean, we, we've got to learn to celebrate the successes before we move on to the next challenge. And, and I did, I took a couple of days just to really take it in and be, you know, be proud and be happy, Mm -hmm. celebrate with my family and, uh, you know, as much as we can during COVID. But, um, but So, so so how many screenshots do you have? I did not take. Oh, that's not true. I took one. I took one screenshot. When I was at eighty, well, actually, I didn't take it. they sent it, it to you. Yeah, um, my friend Tracy Peterson and my editor uh, Tracy's in Australia, and my editor Serena is in New Zealand. They took it because it was like four forty-five in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: it was still like that when I got up, but they took the screenshot and sent yeah. it to me. So I just use that. So I just have the one. That's and even then, better, though. Yeah, and I have I have bestseller tag. Um, in comedy. But the big thing is that I was number six in sports romance and number 10 in romantic comedy. And I've never been in to really just, that's just huge. I've just never really been able to, um, to rank in those, in those categories because they're so competitive yeah. and stuff. So yeah. that was fine. So um, that's good because that, that will,
0: Yeah. That will get those readers who are interested in that specific book looking at that book. So that's great. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm still in the top 20. So, um, you know, in, on the just the regular bestseller list and then on the new release list. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's visibility. Yeah. uh, David Godgren, I think that's what one of the things he refers to as a popularity list. I think, I'm not sure. So, um, but, it's been great. It has yeah. just been awesome. So today yeah. we're going to talk about launching because Sarah and I do it very differently, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna we're going to talk about a few things before, a few things you need to consider before you even launch your book, or even if you have books out, um, maybe they are things you haven't really thought about critically. Possibly, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but I think one of the things is KU or wide. Are you gonna mm-hmm. Are you gonna go into KU and be exclusive with Amazon for three months, or are you going to be wide? And KU is Kindle Unlimited, um, and so on the author side of that, that's KDP Select. So when I was new, I didn't really understand what those thing. You know that those mm-hmm. two things were the same thing. Um, I remember listening to the. Um, to one of the podcasts and they would talk about it a lot. And, uh, I was like, okay, I'm so confused. And then w- one day someone said, those things are the same. And I went, Oh, okay, good. So yeah. just for anybody listening, those are the yeah. KU or Kindle Unlimited and KDP Select. They're
0: all the same thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that if, if you're a new author, then Kindle Unlimited might be a really good way to go. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've been wide for like as long as I've been writing. So it doesn't really make sense for me to take a single book and put it in KU when everything right. else is wide. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. And I think that's important because if you have a platform wide um, or if you, um, you know, if you were traditionally published or if you're a hybrid author, then uh, possibly staying wide is, is a really good choice. Um when I started, I didn't have anything. I didn't have a platform. I didn't have, you know, anything. So KU was a good choice for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I only have one series. So, and then this book is the beginning of a second series. So right now it makes sense for me to stay in because with one series Mm -hmm. going wide, that's really hard to do. Um, and you know, I'm fortunate that I make, I make my living, um, from KU page reads right now. So um, that's for me where I'm staying at the mm-hmm. moment, it, but yeah. it's always, it's always fluctuating. And, and it, some yeah. when I get this second series out, I may take one of my series and put mm-hmm. it wide and see and just see what I can do. And in, by the same token, I don't think it's a bad idea for some people to take a wide series and
0: put it into KU, yeah. KU for a few months and see. Um, yeah. cause it's, a and, total, it may be a totally different uh, readership in mm-hmm. KU exactly. and I think the genre has a lot to do with it because there are some genres that are huge in KU
1: Yes, and that's right, probably
0: where you want to be, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And um, so before you, you know, before you launch, you need to make that decision, you know, what do mm-hmm. and weigh the pros and cons? And, mm-hmm. you know, there are pros to being in KU. I mean, it's, it's kind of proven that they're going to, if they've got two authors, equal in every way, except mm-hmm. ones in KU, they're going to show KU authors for first. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. it's, yeah, not, it's true. Yeah.
1: It's not <laughs> particularly fair, but that's just how it is. And yeah. so, um, so it's exposure, it gives you a platform um,
0: mm-hmm. before you actually have one. Um, and it's convenient and too, in a lot convenient. of ways, because you yeah. just have one place to upload yes. and you have yes. one place to Change your price or do whatever you need, and then you're done. So it kind right. of it can save you time if you don't it have can. a lot of time.
1: Yeah, it can. But then that kind of brings us to one of the cons, which is you are exclusive to Amazon. You cannot mm-hmm. sell your book. You cannot sell your ebook anywhere else. Paperbacks you can sell,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: but you cannot sell your ebooks anywhere else. And that's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big deal in it. And there's you know a raging argument, a raging controversy <laughs> yeah. between um, KU and white authors sometimes. And, you know, that's legitimate, you know, that that to be exclusive to Amazon does limit you. It, it puts them in control. And yeah. I don't love that. But at this moment in time, that's kind of the I've weighed the pros and cons. And mm-hmm. for me, it's it makes more sense to be in KU. Yeah. Um, I think another con is that you um, your platform is because you are exclusive. Your platform is limited. You mm-hmm. you don't have a wi- you know a wider base of readers. Um, KU readers can be a little bit not fickle, but you know they read a lot, mm-hmm. so they're reading your book, putting it down, picking up somebody else's and reading it and putting mm-hmm. it down. Wide wide readers, I think, are a little more. Uh, they kind of have their favorite authors and they, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I okay. may be wrong about that, but I, I, I feel like you just can, you can develop a deeper maybe platform of readers. I mean, and, and group of readers wide than on KU simply because there's so many on KU.
0: Right. And I feel like if someone is buying my book they're and they're paying for it, they're more likely to read it and more likely to remember me as an right. author. Whereas if you're in KU and you're like, Oh, I'll just read this one. And then this one's all, you know, it's like, yeah. it's easier to hop from one author to another and you could hop in, try it and go, I don't want to And so I think it's, you can have more of a, um, not necessarily connection with your reader, but maybe they remember you more because yeah. they bought your book. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We're speculating. You know, yeah, we
1: are <laughs> speculating. We're, you know, but I mean, I love my readers and my readers are loyal, but I also know they read a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just think, and I think, I don't know that my readers are typical KU readers, but I think most typical KU readers are voracious. And yeah, so, yeah. So, those are the pros and cons. What, what would you say the pros and cons to being wide are? Do
0: you, well, it, you it does it does take more time. Like, if you're doing ads and you're you know trying to do ads for a launch, first mm-hmm. you have to upload everywhere. Then you have to create different versions and of your ads and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's more time consuming. Um, you do have more freedom. You can you know do what you want with you know, where you want to distribute it, where you don't want to distribute it. And right, right. so, yeah. Um, it's almost hard for me to think of the pros and cons. Cause that's just kind of how I do it.
1: Cause it's what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say a pro would be what you were saying. You can distribute where you want to. If you want to sell it off your website, you can yeah. sell it off your website. Yeah. Um, and that, that to me is a really big pro for being wise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I, I, I think that there are more. Um, yeah, me, just more yeah. more opportunities to yeah. get your book maybe in front of people if yeah. you're wide.
0: Yeah, and I feel like for the ebook, if you want to do like library distribution, you have to be in. Um, you have to be wide because you can't distribute it to the to a library if you're in Ku. Right. And right. I'm getting a lot of library sales yes. through my ebook and my audiobook. Yes. So I think that's, you know, for me, that's one thing that I wouldn't want to give up. Okay. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and um, I wouldn't
1: either. I mean that, that you do well with library sales.
0: Yeah. And you yeah. can still do well with print library st- sales, even if you're in KU, mm-hmm. but I like to have, I'm kind of a control freak. I want, I want all the control of all the books <laughs> and all the, all the formats. <laughs> so <laughs> it works out well for me. Yes, it
1: does. So, all right. Well, I think we've, beat that horse to death. So let's yeah. move on to then the second thing you have to think about before you launch is price. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to launch your book at? Are you going to launch at 99 cents. Are you going to launch at 299 or 399 or 499? Um, I will tell you I've done all three. i well, not 499. I've, my first book, I launched at 299. Second book, I launched at 99 cents to see how that would go. I think, if you've listened to any of this podcast, you know that I will never I won't do that again. Um, the third book I launched at $2.99. And the fourth book I launched at $2.99. But this book I launched at $3.99. And um, that's worked really well. I I will tell you my sales are a little down. Uh, I mean, not down, but, um, and that could be, you know, if I compare last year to this year, mm-hmm. of course, there's a lot that's happened between last year and this year, but the sales are a little less and it could be because it's at. 399 as opposed yeah. to 299 but I'm making more. Yeah. Royalty, you're making higher royalty. So, so yeah. it kind of, so it, does, it kind of evens out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I probably will do that again. I'll probably, well, in fact, that, We'll talk about that later, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna launch the next book at three ninety nine. Yeah. So, what about you, Sarah?
0: Well, so I go with the pricing philosophy that like uh, that it's new, so it's expensive, and for me, expensive is four ninety nine. And I think a lot of this depends on your genre because if everybody okay. else yeah. in your genre is two ninety nine, it probably doesn't make sense to launch at four ninety nine. But right. I put mine at four ninety nine, and then that gives me room that later on, if I want to do a sale. then I can drop it and I can make, I can have a bigger drop psychologically $5 down to 99 cents or even one ninety nine is a bigger drop, you know? Yeah. Um, So I just go with that. And I feel like this is the new product. It's like when something new comes out, the new movie, you'll go to the movie theater and pay more because you want to see it because it's new.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: then later on it will be cheaper and you can get it on Netflix or whatever Mm -hmm. cheaper, but like Mm -hmm. for the, so usually I, I try and keep it. I think of it as new for about a year, and, yeah, you know, that. kind of keep it in that kind of, this is special. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I usually price it four ninety nine and release it that. And, and, you know, that's kind of just how I do it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um And we should say, Sarah Rutz Cozy's and then Mysteries. Cozy mm-hmm. mysteries and, and mysteries. So she's a completely different genre yeah. than me. I'm romance. Mm-hmm. And romance is kind of all over the place. Um for a long time, 99 cent launches were the thing. People did yeah. it because you you could really rank low, uh get low in the ranks, and uh and so that is the and some people are still doing ninety-nine cent launches, and mm-hmm. um they that is an advantage. You can you can rank really low with that. Um, so, but there are also people like I have friends right now in the top 20, some in the top 10, I think that are three, nine, they launched at three ninety nine. 99. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think it's changing a little bit. Yeah. But and
0: even, I was going to say, even in mystery now in uh, Kindle unlimited, I'm seeing people that write shorter books that are pricing at like five 99, mm-hmm. four, 699 some of them mm-hmm. and I don't know if they're experimenting to see if that will what, yeah. you know, if that will still sell. So yeah. I think over time prices have kind of inched up across a bit, the board. Yeah. but I think, I think romance so. still is it's more common to have a lower price than a right. four or five or six dollar book yes, Whereas in mystery but then if you like if you're comparing like my historical mysteries, the traditionally published ones are like the ebooks are 10 twelve dollars. So like even at 499 I look cheap. You know, the, the book itself looks cheap, not me. But anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's just something you have to think about. And, um,
1: again, check your genre. Yeah. Uh, as we've always said, genre expectations. What are the expectations for the genre you're writing in? Mm-hmm. From everything, everything from covers to content to price. What is the, what is normal for that genre? Mm-hmm. So check that. Then the next thing I think you have to consider is a pre-order or not. to pre-order or not to pre-order? That is the Um, question. That is the question. I have always done a pre-order. Even when in romance, back when I started, that was kind of a, you didn't do that. But um, Chris Fox advised me on the first book to put it up for pre-order a couple of, um, a couple of weeks before. Don't run any ads. Don't, don't do it. Don't tell anybody. But just see if it can or just see if it could organically get some good also bots, uh, before the book released and it worked beautifully. Um, and so when, by the time that book released, my also bots were populated with books just like mine. And so Mm -hmm. that really, I think helped. Um, and so because of that, I've just always done a pre-order, um, it makes me nervous to do a live release because so much can go wrong on that day. So even if I didn't do a two week in two weeks is as long as I've ever done. But even if I didn't do a two week pre-order, I would probably do a three or four day pre-order just so I had the links and um, I knew it was going to go live so that, you know, all that stuff. But if you're going to do, if you're going to run any newsletter promos or work with a blog, I mean, work with a
0: Bloggers uh, or anything, yeah. yeah, or anything
1: like that. You need you need those links to mm-hmm. give to them so that they can be ready to go on the day of. Um, but do you pre-order?
0: Yeah, yeah, yep. I do. I, I I'm a big chicken, and I won't put it up for pre-order until I have a draft. Mm-hmm. And then once I have a draft, I'll put it up. But um, they've worked really well for me. When I started the historical series, I waited until I had two books written. And then I put the first one on pre-order and that was when you can only do 90 days. So Mm -hmm. I put it on pre-order for 90 days. And then by the time the second one, but when the first one came out, I put the second one on Mm pre-order. And so, and then when, by that time I'd written the third. And so it was like a rolling thing and that worked really well for me. And so there's the drawback of like, for me, I don't feel comfortable putting it up unless I have the book, at least Mm -hmm. a draft. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of the, some people put up their pre-orders. You can now do it a year in advance mm-hmm. and some people put them up and they're just like, Oh, I'll just get it written. Mm-hmm. And that would stress me out. So I don't do that. Yeah. But yeah. They're, and for me, since I'm wide and rank is not as important to me. So like there's the, the thought that pre-orders don't, the sales for pre-orders when you, however much you have built up in pre-orders mm-hmm. doesn't have the same impact on launch day. Mm-hmm. When your pre-orders come through, they're not weighted the same as if they were all new sales. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would rather capture those sales when I can mm-hmm. because, you know, you, if you're, especially if someone has finished a book and the next one's on pre-order and they can just order it right then, right. I think that's a good system.
1: Right. And I think that there's some, you know, there's some evidence now that the pre-orders don't hurt like they used to. On, yeah. Right, I think on maybe it's kind of, of launch.
0: Yeah, like not not weighed as heavily right.
1: against you. I mean, used I to had something. I had four hundred pre-orders for this book, and I think they three eighty charged. You know, mm-hmm. twenty mm-hmm. people didn't either didn't want it or the credit card didn't go through or whatever, and I still got down to the mid one fifty. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I mean, you know by the evening I had gotten farther, but I mean, it just didn't hurt me. And honestly, I don't think it's ever really hurt me. So, yeah. um, but I don't know, cause I, I've never done it any other way. Yeah. So, but it is something to consider, something you yeah. want to investigate, yeah. read up on, ask some smart people, and yeah. um, then make it yeah. decision.
0: And I would say too, the other advantage of doing that is, like you said, you've got the link. And so especially Mm -hmm. if you're wide, it does take a while to upload to all the platforms. Mm -hmm. So if you're wide and you can upload all that before and -hmm. it's done, and then you, all you have to do is upload your final version, then you're done and you're not spending, you know, the last moments uploading everything, hoping it all works. And hope and I've known a lot of people who
1: the day of release, I mean, they uploaded it the morning before, you know, a full 24 hours before and and it's, it didn't come out and they had all these promos lined up and mm-hmm. stuff. And so th- to me, that's just too much stress for, yeah. for me to want to deal with. Um, so that's, that's how I do it. And yeah. that's how Sarah yeah. does it. And I'm KU, she's white. So you can yeah. take that with how you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then before we really get into the nitty gritty of, of what we each do for a launch, I just want to mention, and we've mentioned it before, many times, but a newsletter, um, when you're launching your book, I think that your newsletter is your most prized possession. I mean, it is, you know, that's why it's so important to do whatever you can to build that up and build it up with good, solid readers, you know, um, So organic is best, but there are some good promos that really kind of put you in front of the right people. Mm -hmm. But um, I just would say build that newsletter as much as you can. And um, if you haven't put a book out yet or you don't really know what to do and you're in KU and you can't give away your free book that's in KU, you know, you can write a novella. You can do a short story. I mean, there are lots of ways to get uh subscribers you know other than yeah you don't
0: even have to do necessarily new brand new content like a a short story you could give away you know like a map of your Mm -hmm. cozy village you could give away uh mark dawson used to give away a dossier of his character You know, just a little something extra that your readers would be interested in. Uh, Recipes for cozy mysteries, things like that.
1: And those are things that you would do at the end of your book. I'm sort of talking about, like right now, things you can do even before the book comes out. Yes, you work around. Um, And we'll talk about that when we talk about launching. So um, let's get into it. So Sarah, what do you do when you, let's say, let's kind of break it up a little bit. So we've got listeners who have, they're like me when I started no money at all or very Mm -hmm. little money. So what for a wide author, what would you think is a good strategy?
0: Well, you, I think you would want to maximize anything that you can for connections. So like there's blog tours you can do that. I mean, I don't do a lot of blog tours, but they do get your book out there and help you be seen. So maybe you could do a blog tour you could um, work with other authors. I know you do this a lot where you do uh, newsletter swaps. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that a lot of people are just starting out. They don't have, may not have a lot of money. So mm-hmm. those are both things that are pretty low cost normally. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you just want to get your book in front of readers. And so what I did was I did a good, uh, Goodreads giveaways and library thing giveaways. And those you can give away, like library well, thing. I don't, I can't remember what the limit is, but you can give away copies of your book either. I think it's ebook or print. Mm-hmm. Goodreads has changed a little bit now. And they do charge for that now. Mm-hmm. But um, that was one way that I got reviews because when I switched from traditional to indie, all my traditional reviewers and people that were interested in my cozy books were like, oh, well, if you're indie, we're not, we don't, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just kind of had to start over. So I started over with library thing and Goodreads, and then the readers that I had. And mm-hmm. so, like, if you've been building up your list, then you can send to them and ask them to review and ask them to share it with their friends. Mm-hmm. And you know that will get you started. And mm-hmm. it's like incremental, you know. Yes. And yeah. I think more the more typical story is the incremental build rather than the big explosion.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, with the first book. Exactly. And um, so for me, um, because I waited to put the book out, it mm-hmm. gave me time to build relationships with other authors right. um, in groups. You know, I, I, at the time it was the 20 books, 50K group, and then there was a, a couple of other smaller groups. But, yeah, and so you get to know other authors in your
0: book. Uh, Genre. Subgenre. Yeah. That's sub-genre. really important because yeah. if you know, like I'm not going to be that helpful for Jamie, like if mm-hmm. she's launching a romance book, some, like a tiny portion of my readers will read romance, but most probably won't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it, it helps if your connection is with people who, who write in your subgenre.
1: Correct. Correct. So, um, so I would say basically the same thing, Sarah, that you said, um, you know, Newsletter swaps are always great, but then again, you've got to have a newsletter mm-hmm. to swap with people. Uh, but most people, I think most people are willing if you've got a few hundred people on your newsletter and you just say, hey, I'm new, but if you'll swap, I'll, I'll swap with you and I'll share. You know, I mean, if you're just honest, I think people mm-hmm. will, most people will say, sure, you yeah. know, let's try this. Um, but I will say, if you're going to do that, you got to make sure you got a good product you got a good book that's edited professionally that has a professional cover, you know, because other people don't want to recommend your book to their, because that's basically what you're doing when you do a swap to the readers, if it's not quality. So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. Um, I think for a new, for someone new that doesn't have a lot of money launching at a lower price, two 99 or less, might be a good idea because you can run, you can get your book in like some of the mm-hmm. paid, pro, paid newsletter promos, um, and you're going to pay some money, but it's not a ton of money. Like if you if you know in advance that like uh, Bargain Booksy or uh, Robin's Reads or, or uh, not Free Booksy, what's the other Fussy Librarian or Eat, yeah. Eat Reader News today. Any of those, you know, what they cost, then you can kind of know that and save up, and mm-hmm. then you can put your book in those, and that gets you exposure because those those emails have a really big list. It's not as mm-hmm. big as BookBub, but they have really big list, and they they try to curate them so that they mm-hmm. are yeah. specific. You know, yeah. So that's a good idea right there, um, and then just yeah word of mouth and starting slow. I mean, just starting Mm -hmm. slow and small and building up. And again, you know, one book, you can make some money with one book I did, but it was not enough money to live on. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, it was, it was, it was eating out money and making a car payment money. You know, it wasn't like, you know, um, pay off
0: the house money. No,
1: (laughs) not at all. So, uh, so you just have to be realistic and keep that in mind. So if, Moving to the next step, if you've got some money, you know, you mm-hmm. got, you got some money, I would definitely do the, um, and if you got some money, then um, I would definitely do the, uh, like a Ryan Z sort of newsletter builder, mm-hmm. bu- uh, book sweeps is what mm-hmm. it's called, uh, but newsletter builder before, if you can, if you can just take the time and write a, a novella or a short, you know, a shorter book and use it to build your newsletter. That would be amazing. And cause that's going to cost you some money. Uh, it doesn't cost a lot, but it costs yeah. them. Um, I would definitely look at um, the paid newsletters because mm-hmm. they are going to, they're going to give you exposure just like with, if you don't have a ton of money. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think that's, what I would do. What about you, Sarah?
0: Yeah, you might, at that point, you might do just some small Amazon ads to get things going. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're like really savvy with marketing and ads, then you could do more. You could, you know, try different platforms, but um, a lot like Facebook is a lot of, um, there's a lot of testing involved and you probably need some money. I'd say probably save Facebook for later, but you could do some ads and I think that it would be a good strategy. Just mm-hmm. do some Amazon ads and do some of the smaller, um, um, like they're not Bookbug, but they're kind of like they have the, the they have followers, them. but mm-hmm. they're not quite as big a platform right. as Bookbug. Right. Book, yeah. So right. what if you? What if you have a ton o money?
1: Ton <laughs> what of would you recommend, Jamie?
0: <laughs> 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 then come
1: tell me how you got it. No, um, <laughs> no, I would, I would definitely um, learn how to run ads. And if you can't, if you can't do it, find somebody to help you with it. But um, and put, put that money where it's gonna for your genre where it's gonna be best. Um, if you're in romance, it's you do have to have a ton of money uh, to run Amazon ads effectively. I think, I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, I could be wrong, but based on experience though, right? Based on experience, <laughs> I, you gotta have a ton of money. And honestly, they work great if you can get them going because it's, it's Amazon's, I mean, are you're swimming in Amazon's pool. Yeah, Cause I mean, you're on
0: that platform
1: and people absolutely. are, there to, people are and... there to buy books. Exactly. But for the money, Facebook ads are better for me. And, but Facebook ads are tricky. But they're not, they're not impossible to learn. Y'all, <laughs> I had no background in learning these learning Amazon ads or Facebook ads. And I, I learned it. I mean, but it took some time. So you, yeah. you just have to know it's going to take some time. It's going to take some trial and error, but you can do it. And, um, so yeah, I would definitely run Facebook ads. I would definitely, um, uh, well, if you have a lot of money and you can um, and you've been doing it a while, you know, I still think newsletter swaps work great. I think it's a great way if you're swapping with the right people to get in front of the right readers. Um, And that's what's always so, so important is getting in front of the right readers because it's exposure. It's just exposure to the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be kind of, one of the things I was I would do Um, another thing you can do if you don't have like a ton of money and even if you do and you have some books is discount the previous books either in the series or like I have four books in my series and so I discounted book four before uh, this book launched and I it I think it gave it a little boost, you know, it Mm -hmm. gave it enough of a little boost that, that that really helped. And I did a a free run of my Kindle countdown. Oh, that's another con. I mean, that's another pro of being in KU, Uh, a Kindle countdown deal. You get your 70% royalty. If you run a 99 cent promo, but you can also do free days and you have five free days to run your book and that can be really, really, uh, helpful
0: and amazing. Because um, if you're wide and you run your book for 99 cents or free, you're getting 35% royalty at 99 cents. And if you right. run it for free, you're getting nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that is a, a pro for being in Kindle. Unlimited.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, so just to kind of recap for this kind of section, you want to make sure, that you're getting exposure. So if you don't have a newsletter, try to build a newsletter. If you have a newsletter, work on relationships with other authors so you can do newsletter swaps or get involved in groups that that do swaps. Um, and then learn ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of the bottom line and it's all, and just think about exposure like the bet. How can I get my book in front of the right readers? That mm-hmm. is, that should be top of mind
0: always. Um, And and I would say if you're like, if you're, if you're at the point where you want to start ads, I'd say pick one platform and work on one. And maybe if you're new and launching a book, maybe you pick three main areas where you're going to focus. Like you're going to say, I'm going to build my newsletter. I'm going to work on newsletter swaps and I'm going to try and learn, you know, AMS ads or something like keep it. Don't try and do all the things because Mm -mm. you know, It's, it can be just overwhelming and there's a lot, and then you will have been, if you do so many things, then you won't really know what worked. If you do a couple, you may be able to isolate, oh, well, this was helpful and this was maybe not. So it's hard to tell because we don't know where the sales are coming from. But if you're doing 50 things, you're never going to know and you're going to be just frazzled beyond belief. Right. (laughs) Right.
1: So, So. and now I want to, I kind of want to segue and now we're pretty much talking about people. I mean, People that have some money that can, you know, the a little rest more of, established
0: authors a little more probably. established
1: because they have more books. I mean, you know,
0: because you have it, more to work with.
1: Exactly. So if you're going to launch a book in a subsequent, I mean, a subsequent book in a series, make sure I'm slapping my hand on my leg. <laughs> make sure your back matter is up to date. Back matter, back matter, back matter. That matter, that matters. That so matter matters. matters, that back that matter, matters. Because what you, everything you do with your books is about pulling people through that series. So you want to make sure if they pick up book one, they're going to read all the way through to book whatever to mm-hmm. ten, if you've got them. And so, in doing that, in the back of the book, like as soon as the book ends. Have the link to the next book. Well, have the link to your newsletter with a giveaway if you have that. The link to the next book, and that's you know just a couple that's of links, probably the, enough. Yeah, the more <laughs> stuff you have, the more confu- it, the more, the better the chance they're not going to move. Yeah. They're going to get distracted yeah. and not move
0: through. Yeah. You'll get better um, results if you pick either one or two things. Right. Probably ideally one. And I know people that they'll start out and they'll say, you know please review this book. And then they'll go in and change it later and they'll say, you know, please sign up for my newsletter list or, you know, so that you don't always have to leave it exactly as it right. is.
1: Right. And I rarely ask for reviews at the back of the book is kind of not. I mean, a lot of people do, but I do that
0: through your newsletter, newsletter, right?
1: Through my newsletter, and my automated system once they get on my newsletter. So let's talk real quick about, um, just back matter, which we've talked about before, but like getting people to sign up for your newsletter, because I think that is super important. Actually, I put that before the link to my next book and y'all know how I already just (laughs) said, pulling them through that series is what's so important, but I want them on my newsletter because, and so what I do is I have offered a next, a second epilogue, which I've talked about before. um, And then they, to get that epilogue, they have to, uh, they have to sign up for my newsletter. And then at the end of that epilogue, I have the link to the second book. So they're getting it at the end of the first book, but also at the end of the epilogue, mm-hmm. I have a deleted scene, same thing. They have a link to the next book. Um, and then I have a novella, same thing Link to the next book. So that that's just really important. But at the back, in the back of your book, having the few fewer links, Mm-hmm. Is better, I, think. I, just and I would, think. I've had as many as four links, and oh yeah,
0: me too. Work as well. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work as well as <laughs> just having one or two. So yeah, yeah. And the other thing I would say is that I experimented with, uh, like, when you have the last page of the, your story, and then the next page has all the inf- information on it. I that's how I used to do it, and so I moved that to the last page of the book because I have talked to people. And they say, well, when the book ends, I'm done and I close it. Mm-hmm. And as a bookworm, I'm like, what? Yes, exactly. Don't you turn the page just to mm-hmm. see what else there is? See if there's an afterword or break. And then underneath it, I have, you know, here's my newsletter and here's the next book. I've, I've done it differently in different series, but, but removing that page break, mm-hmm. I saw an increase in mm-hmm. signups because to me that just blows my mind. But as Tamerly Breck says, we are not our readers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people they just get to the end and then they stop. And right. they're not like me. They don't go on and you know, I read the whole back matter and then I go read the front matter again. <laughs> yeah, look at the exactly.
1: <laughs> If it's a print too.
0: book, I check out the cover and all that
1: stuff. <laughs> so then I Google and see if I can find their address. That's so, no. <laughs> no, no, sh- <laughs> <tell> my secrets. <laughs> so yeah, that's so those those things are just kind of important when you're setting up your book and everything. Um, as for what I did with this launch is, I, as I said, I put book for free, and then I had the link right after the end. Uh, I had the I have the link to the new book, like the end space, the link to the new book, um, and. Because, and then I had the link to the first book because I felt like, um, I'd rather move them to the new book and then they can go back around right. and read the others. Cause you know, I have the links right. there. That was just my decision that I, cho- something I chose to do. Um, so that's how I set up the book, but I did some things beforehand. Um, I did the Goodreads giveaway as well Mm -hmm. I do the the 119 I just think it works great I I, it's on the day of release a thousand people who had entered probably a little bit more than that but um and those thousand people got a email saying that my book was live I mean you know that's free advertising right there folks well not free I paid 119 but you paid
0: for it but it's probably reaching book reaching people that you might not reach any other
1: way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I did that. Um, I did like a countdown going, m- moving towards my launch, but I don't know how to count. So I got off. I got off. <laughs> oh, no, it was ridiculous. Anyway. So then I did, uh, I just said, it's almost here. Not long now. I <laughs> mean, I can't count. Do you count the day of or do you count anyway? So, um, so controversy, so much controversy. And so I did. I had teasers made. Uh, my cover artist uh, made me three teasers, and uh, had the. T- I used the tagline like Amy Dawes talked about. Mm-hmm. So in the past, I've used snippets from the book, you know, in my mm-hmm. teasers. But this one, I only used the tagline the king of the gridiron is about to get sacked by a beauty queen with a grudge as big as Texas. That's, I've used that on everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I used that, I used all three of those. I would rotate them. And then I took the prologue, which is kind of integral to the, you know, to the story, um, and broke it into pieces. And I shared like 200 words, you Mm -hmm. know, each, each day leading Mm -hmm. up the uh, release. And that has, you know, I just think that creates buzz. I shared it on my, my author page and in my group and on um, Instagram. And so um, I think that created a lot of buzz.
0: You know. So I have a question for you. How important do you think promo images are?
1: I think they're super important in romance. Okay. In romance, okay. they're super important. Yeah. I can't really speak to any other genre but I can tell you in romance it's it's part of the genre expectations. I think yeah. that readers expect it. They expect yeah. a big cover reveal and they which I did and and they expect these, you know, images and teasers and stuff and um so I think that they're important. But in the past I've made my own. I have yeah. it on Canva or in use book. Yeah.
0: There's plenty of tools where you can make them yeah. and they look fine, you know. It's
1: just one, it was just one of the packed part of the package that I got with my cover artist. Yeah. And so she, yeah. Um, so yeah, just creating as much buzz as you can beforehand. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, there's, there's a lot of noise out there. So having a really like in my case, this cover, it's very, it's very tropey. I mean, it's just a really tropey cover. It's, The, the blurb is very tropey and it's, so the blurb and the, the cover together worked really well to, Mm -hmm. um, attract the kind of people that would like that kind of book. You know, I mean, it's just, it was like a magnet. And, uh, so that's, you know, that's one, that's an easier way to create buzz because you're really kind of focusing on a small, you know, a specific group of people. Because you don't want everybody, you don't want people who don't like those books. You know, if somebody doesn't like enemies to lovers romance, you don't really want them reading it because that's that's what it is. So that's in the, that's in the blurb and that's in the, you know, whatever. So uh, that's something to do. And so I think it's important. And then um, I put up my paperback a week before the book came out. And mm-hmm. I sent, I sent my book to my advance mm-hmm. readers. And then when they had their reviews, they could leave their review on Amazon. Um, as soon as they finished reading it. So I had reviews already set up on Amazon. Um, and I mean, reviews coming in on Amazon, even though it wasn't on the ebook. And then the day the book launched, I messaged email. I, I know I actually called through author central, um, Amazon and asked them if they would merge the books and they, they were merged yeah. by the end of the day. Yeah. So all those reviews showed up yeah. uh, on that so, so,
0: And I don't know, I didn't mention this earlier when we were talking about pre-orders, but a lot of people don't know you can do a pre-order on your print book because mm-hmm. I had readers, I put up my ebook pre-order and I have readers, my readers like print a lot of them and they are like, where's the print pre-order? And I found out you can do it through IngramSpark. So you have to set it up through Ingram but I set up through Ingram anyway. So when you put it on pre-order on Ingram, there's just one screen where you put the release date and you put your date that it's going to come out Mm -hmm. and then they release it through all their channels. It can't be purchased yet Mm -hmm. until that release date, but it can be pre-ordered. So it shows up on Amazon as a Mm pre-order. And with a couple of my uh, recent ones I've had, like between I think my highest was like 700 print pre-orders so that's just a way, like if you're in KU and you want to diversify, you can do that. And then you've got another income stream. It's a little more work because you have to have a different cover, slightly different cover mm-hmm. because of Ingram's requirements. But, you know, you can do that. And then you can still do the um, Kindle or KDP print mm-hmm. book. And then what I do, so I do the Ingram to get the pre-order. And then I, I go ahead and release a KDP print and I do like you, and I release it a couple of days before, and then people can start reviewing on the print book, and then Amazon does this thing where like they suppress the Ingram book and show yours, but then you're also on pre-order on Barnes Noble, Waterstones, and all these other places. yeah, so that's awesome yeah. what
1: a great idea, yeah um so I don't do that because that is a lot. Of- <laughs> <laughs> but you may someday. I may okay, someday. If Sarah, if I can get Sarah to be my book wife <laughs> instead of my uh, podcast wife. Uh, kind of busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, then you also want to make sure when you're posting these teasers or anything like that, or I, I do um, that, I have my book bub link my Goodreads link, you know, my for my author page, my Amazon author page link, and I ask people to follow me there, like click here to follow, or if you do any kind of giveaway, make that one of your things, you know, um, click to follow, and, you know, you can enter or whatever, and because those, you know, the, how soon they send it out is questionable with a couple of the Platforms, but BookBub is very good about sending out the day your book comes out. Yes, um, and so usually the other two send out close to the day your book comes out. But but the others send out an email, yeah, to the people maybe. that are following. You. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. <laughs> uh, the book people that are following you, they get an email saying, "Hey, this book is you know Jamie's new book is uh, available on Amazon," and so um, that's just, I mean, that's free. So. Yeah you really want to take advantage of all the places that you can get your name right. um, out. And I did a pre-release, I mean a pre-order email. Uh, it's $25. I don't know that it helped, but it didn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? But for $25, and so, it's not that I, big of an figured, investment. Yeah. I figured I, I should try. Uh, well, I did it the last time too. So, um, so for it, I, you know, I probably will do it again because I can, but you have to have over a certain number of followers. Yeah. I think it's Book about Go. a thousand. You, yeah, yeah. I think it's a thousand. Um, so then on, uh, I had my assistant send out a email to authors, a uh, list of authors who are either I've worked with before or swapped with the, before or authors in my genre that I know, um and just kind of sent a Google form and like Jamie's book's coming out. Would you be willing to share it, or I mean, or or uh, let her post in your group, or recommend it on BookBub, or anything like that? And or and do you want to arc? Um, and that she sent that out, and I got a response from I mean, I, a lot I sent. <laughs> and 31 authors response (laughs) that's great like oh my gosh i didn't expect it and so it's been really great um and so she just created a spreadsheet for me thank god and uh of course she had to tell me how to read it and then (laughs) um she (laughs) this is like remedial class here because i can't read a spreadsheet um but i i don't work with them very often yeah so so, but you don't need to no, she showed me how to read it and what to do. And so, yeah, that was, that was really great and really helpful. And she dealt with my art team too, and that really helped. Um, and so on the day of release, I created a giveaway and I um, and gave away, I'm giving away a $5 gift card in each of the thir- those 31 off groups. Um, and so I have a little, I have the blurb, I have the little thing that they have to do. Um, all they have to do is like and comment on the post to enter, you know, and then I, I give them 48 hours and then I, I go in and close it. But here's what that does. And this is, I think super important. Um, because I did send out, Oh, and I gave away arcs in almost all of those groups too. So about 30 I gave on top of my on top of my arc readers I gave away around 25 30 arcs in those groups so then to do the um, giveaway and they all all they have to do is like and comment and they can tag somebody you know if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, those people that I gave arcs away to are commenting. I just finished it's so awesome. Then somebody else will say, I loved it too, or I'm in the middle of it, or I'm about to click it, and or somebody will, you know, say something funny, which will make, you know, about the book, which will make somebody else interested in the book. That's happened in almost every group, you know, that the comments, you know, the person that got the arc has commented, or one of my readers is in that group and they've commented and really is awesome. I mean, it yeah. just, it's just prolongs that buzz, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've split that up and that goes until tomorrow. So, um, and then, uh, I've, I've just, you know, that is an investment. It's $5. It's only a $5 gift card. I mean, I've done more, but I had, I didn't feel like I could do more with 31
0: yeah. And I think you have to be careful if you're giving away an Amazon gift card or any kind of gift card, cause you want readers. And if you have a hundred dollar gift card, you're going to have all kinds of people who yeah. just want the yeah. gift card. They don't really care yeah. about the book. I was
1: gonna say, <laughs> $5 people are like, yeah. um, but, but, the, you know, it's a fun little thing. you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's a, a gift. It is. It's, it's a, a little it token. Really of is just yeah. a gift. And, um, oh, and then I also, uh, the people that I, I actually created a spreadsheet stop uh, of the people that I gave the arcs away to. And so on the day of release, I just emailed them and said, you know, if you enjoyed the, the, um, book and wouldn't mind posting about it, you know, on your page or whatever, then that would be great. You are under no obligation to, that was a gift, a free gift. No strings attached, but if you, here's here's the link and here's a graphic, you can post with it.
0: Yeah. And almost every one of them did it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just and like that's it's good pressure. to it's uh, is basically you're giving them a reminder saying, Hey, yes. if you would like to do this, this is great. No mm-hmm. pressure because, mm-hmm. like, for us, a release is like our whole world, but for these people that review, it's lots a of. Yeah, lots of people. They're like, oh, it is that day. But lots (laughs) of people review lots of books, especially like in the cozy mystery world that they love. And they like getting the new books. And sometimes the dates get away from them and they forget or they don't get on their calendar and stuff. And I've had people email me and they're just kind of in a panic saying, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I forgot. Please don't kick me off your team. And I'm like, okay, calm down. This is not a big deal. (laughs) Some people are very strict, but I'm not. So. Right. So so, exactly. But yeah, and it's good to give people a little reminder. Right. And then,
1: um, so then with my newsletter, I divided it in, into thirds. And so Tuesday, a third of my newsletter got the release email. Wednesday, a third got it. Thursday, a third got it. Mm-hmm. And which keeps, you know, because it's you're, you know, job. you're getting, yes, it keeps, it keeps steady and i really do think along with my ads that that is why i stayed so consistent like when i was on the first day i was very cons- i mean i was dropping pretty in a good way you know my rank was improving in a good way but then once i got to 81 in the store i stayed like right there for a whole day yeah. and then when it fell a little bit i still stayed out there and i think it's because of that you know, my people were mm-hmm. borrowing the book or buying the book. Mm-hmm. So then today, which it's Friday of this week that we're recording this, I sent out a the same email to the unopens of all my e- You know, yeah. I have several; I have them segmented. But I sent out a, a se- the same emails to the unopens. So we'll see how that goes today. Yeah. I've done; I do that all the time because you know some people just. They see it and they go, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay, I'll open it. And then they don't, or it goes in spam or whatever. Yeah. And um, so that's how I handled email. Do you do it differently or do you?
0: Well, I did, I was breaking it up like that. And then recently, the last couple of times I have, um, I've changed for a later book in the series. And I've done that where you take like my last release, I took like the first six chapters mm-hmm. and I broke it up and I sent an email each week leading up to the release and then had a purchase link in it. And then, so, because I'm kind of odd, I feel like if people have signed up for my newsletter, I should be the one to tell them the book is out. So I did that. And then the day before I sent an email to my list, letting them know that the book was out because it's on pre-order so they can order it. And maybe they haven't pre-ordered it until that point, but they're like, oh, it's coming out tomorrow. I'll go ahead and order it and get it. And um, that way they get the email from me that instead of like BookBub or Goodreads or because I feel like if they're getting it from all these other places, what's the reason to get it from me? I want to give them something special. So um, this last time I didn't break it up. I just kind of wanted to see how that went. And Mm -hmm. it it did great. So I will probably do it again. And readers loved it. They loved being able to read the beginning of the story. And it got Mm -hmm. them hooked. So that's. That's all. Yeah. Um, and
1: yeah, so I think I do do it. You just want to communicate and I don't have anything mm-hmm. else in that. Except. Yeah. The book is live. Go buy the book. There you go. <laughs> now, immediately go now. No. Um, but I do funny things, you know, I say funny things, but you, you would do it. You, that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what I do.
0: Um, so do and you what I've done? So do you do that with every book release? Is that kind of your I because I don't release very
1: clever. Like my books don't come out very close <laughs> together. But um if they came out closer together, I would probably still do it unless I was releasing like every three months. And then I don't think you would have to do all of that stuff. Right. But uh because you're more top of mind to people, mm-hmm. but because I haven't had a book release in a year. You know, I had to remind people who I was, you know, in some cases, and then introduce because I'm sort of not changing subgenres, but it's a little bit different subgenre. Right. I had to introduce myself to other people, and so, um, but yeah, it, with romance, it's a pretty, you know, there's kind of a standard of um, making a big splash, you know, yeah. and um, I do more, I think, than other people do. Some other people, but I think it's. I think I feel like I have to because I don't very often.
0: So yeah. that's yeah. just. Well, I was asking because I have like if I have a first book in the series, I put everything I can. I do like like you're doing like everything I can possibly do, and then for the later books in the series, I don't do as much because with mystery readers, they're going to probably go back and start with book one anyway. So even if they see book four is out, they're probably going to yeah. go back and start with book one. So right. I try and like focus all my stuff. So I had a little list of some of the things I did with my great. most recent series. Yeah, lay it on me. Okay. So, and I <laughs> tried to do some kind of different things, some kind of out of the box kind of things, because um, I feel like like what what you're doing works great in romance, but I don't think mystery readers – those same things like they're really not that interested in cover reveals there are a couple no. places you can do them but mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal so i was like okay let me just try some different things so right. um like for the first book i did a blog tour and one of my friends had done it and she said yes i lost a week of my life to that and i was like yes that is true because you do have it is a lot of work and right this person that I used, she doesn't charge anything because she loves mysteries and she wants to help spread the word and she wants to help authors, but there's still a lot of work. So there's like no uh, financial cost, but it's a time cost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause you're writing posts and answering questions and sharing. And so, but the advantage to that is um, reviews. Almost all those bloggers will post a review on their site and on the book sites. And then I got great quotes from all those and they're early you do it a little bit early yeah. and then a lot of times they will take like the they'll pull the best quotes and create a little mm-hmm. document and so I just pulled those and I used those like in images and graphics and mm-hmm. stuff so it gave me some material to work with wow. and it gave me some things that I could put in the um like you know like on the your page your book page you can go in and you have the editorial reviews mm-hmm. so I've listed some of those there and it just makes your book look like it has some support behind it. Like there's something, you know, it highlights the good parts about your book. Right. And then, um, now this is harder to do, but I did a book box and, um, I, just cause I thought they were cool. I was like, but I didn't do it myself. I found someone who was doing cozy mystery book boxes at the time. She had a subscription box mm-hmm. and I sent her an email and said, Hey, would you like to do a one time giveaway? Cause I thought I can't. There's different ways to do this. Like you can provide like so many copies and be like their featured author, but I didn't I wasn't interested in doing that, but she created one box for me and we did a giveaway and you got a print copy of the book and she found some 1920s historical related things and she sourced it all, charged me for it. I paid her for it and she did the shipping. So it's not not that time consuming for me mm-hmm. and, you know, images and promo from that. And so you would have to just look around and find if there's anybody doing that or do your own. You know, and there's some podcasts and stuff about people who have who have done this and I'll try and link to those. Um, I think on the science fiction and fantasy podcast a couple of years ago they had someone and she tells you like where to buy the boxes and everything if you want to do that. Um so I talked a little bit about print arcs that I decided or I talked about the Um, print Mm pre-orders but if you're setting up a print pre-order you can pre-order copies for yourself Mm -hmm. and um if you get them through Ingram they don't have anything they don't have the bar on them that says Mm -hmm. what does it say I can't remember it's like not for sale or something right across the usually across your person's face yeah (laughs) so but I ordered a bunch of those and I took the time to have a little sticker made for my cover artist a special Mm -hmm. cover that said this is an ARC because I had seen what traditional publishers do and they do a lot with arcs. And I thought, well, let me try some of this. Mm-hmm. So I had a special cover made and I sent it out to reviewers and I think that got me some more reviews. And depending on what genre you're in, some, some reviewers like the print copies, right? So right. like YA and things mm-hmm. like that would be interested in a print copy. Mm-hmm. And um, then once I got those from Ingram, I changed out my cover and put the cover without the ARC sticker on there so that when the book went live, the correct cover went out Mm -hmm. and you know, it wasn't hard and it was just the cost of, you know, the books. So, so that gave me kind of a different um, group of readers Mm -hmm. to approach in a different way. And um, I did the uh, Kobo net galley option. So if you're why, this is something I didn't think of when we're talking about why is you can list your ebook you just load it up and you can be in netgalley and you can choose use you, you apply and they have to choose your book because they have a limited number of slots but um, you can be in netgalley and you know I don't know what the return on that was I don't know how many people picked up my book but it mm-hmm. certainly got it in front of new readers that might not have seen it right so that's an option and I think there's a there's a fee for that but I don't think it's very expensive okay. Um and then we talked about I did the book bub, uh, the pre order. You can mm-hmm. announce you have a pre order. And then I did the book bub uh, new release feature, which is more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I've heard different things. Some people have tried it and didn't get a good return, but I earned out. And I figured if it's getting out the worry about a new series, right. and I was in a new subgenre, I figured it was worth it to yep. new yep. people. So I did that. And then I staggered the release of the audiobook, not intentionally. <laughs> but it actually worked out to be a good thing because, like, the ebook came out and there was a big boost. And then, like, a month later, the uh, audiobook came out and there was another little boost. So it kind of helped it stay up there and kind of kept the um, algorithms interested in the book. Um, so that was good. And then I did the long pre order on book two. So that when book one was out, book two was on pre-order and I've tried to do that. Um, That's harder to do because you have to, um, you have to write ahead or hold your books back and that's hard to do. And then I tried Patreon with um, that first book in the series. I offered it up. You could sign up for Patreon. You could get the book two weeks early if you were a subscriber. And then I had all these different things, different tiers of things people could get bonuses if they wanted to pay more. So it's like tier one was the price of the book, $5. Mm-hmm. And then tier two, you got the map that was included in the book and tier three. I can't remember what I did. I had something else for that. And then um, tier four was, you got the book and it w- you were listed in the acknowledgements and oh. people are really excited about that. Cause I was like mm-hmm. to my Patreon subscribers and I listed their names and they got a print copy of the book signed. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was some of the stuff I did. I, I've put Patreon on hold though, because the amount of work it requires is time consuming. It's not that much time consuming. If you really love doing that sort of thing, it could be worth it. But for me, it's, um, I feel like maybe if it wasn't just two weeks before Mm -hmm. it it might be more attractive to readers. And I had several people sign up. I had a handful sign up Mm -hmm. and you know, they're like, the hardcore readers that love my books. So it was great to connect with them and send them print books and stuff. Right. But um, I probably won't continue to do that. I might change it to yep. some other format or something. Well, and
1: that's the um, great thing. I mean, we can, we can see what works, what doesn't work, what what's worth our time
0: mm-hmm. and
1: our mental energy and what's not, or what we feel like we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And I just know for me, these are the things that, I can do, you know, right. and, and I kind of play to my strengths, you know. Mm-hmm. I am relational, and mm-hmm. so a lot of things that um, that I do are relation relation related, yeah. and and it's not fake; it's just really who I am. And yeah. um, so, um, I I just think that's important to remember. And if something doesn't work, or if, yeah. if you didn't enjoy doing it, then don't do yeah. it. do something else.
0: Yeah. Or if it uh, takes a ton of time and you're like, oh, this is just not worth it. Then that's okay to let that go and try something else. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, but you know, the whole goal, you know, clearly is exposure. I mean, just getting that book in front of the right people, some having something about it or something about what you do be a little bit different just so you stand out um, I think those things are just so important mm-hmm. so yeah and then in the middle of all I mean as soon as the book went out my ad started running so
0: just yeah yeah right. and that's what I was going to say too I also turned on um, uh, Amazon mm-hmm. ad mm-hmm. uh, auto targeted just mm-hmm. low uh, low level ad just to keep mm-hmm. to, to get some information to get some also bots on there and to kind of get the algorithms going. So, so I was going to say, I do all that. I did all that for the first book, but for a subsequent book in the series, I don't do nearly as much. I'll do, I did the um, emails to my readers. Um, I do an arc team for all my books, but um, I have an arc team and I'll send them a book and ask them to review it Mm -hmm. and um, do the low level Amazon ads um and I'll do graphics and stuff for my website and for social media, but I don't feel like they're critical. Like I don't do a countdown deal. I feel like it's kind of like a bonus thing. It's like, oh hey. Don't dude. do it unless you can count. So um,
1: <laughs> that is my tip of the day.
0: <laughs> critical there. <laughs> critical thing. So but anyway, so so like for me, I do like a big launch for book one. And then my main strategy, if I have another book that comes out is to put book one on sale. And if I can get a book bub, then I'll, I'll do a lot of the stuff that you do for book bub aimed at book one or whatever I can get for book one to get people into the series and read through. So it's a completely different strategy and I'm kind of glad I don't do a big, I'd be so exhausted. (laughs) I'm exhausted listening to your list of things you did.
1: Well, speaking of that, uh, that the list of what I do is on my website. Yes. So it's wwwjamiealbrightcom backslash launch plan. And we'll put that in the show notes. We've, we've mentioned it before, but it's free and you get, it has the graphics that I use. It has, or that I used, it has, uh, examples of the copy I use in some things. And, um, so yeah, I mean, if you want it, it's there. It's free, um, and you're welcome to it. Um, so, and then take what works, take, and then mm-hmm. get rid of what doesn't. Or maybe it'll spur an idea, and you do something completely different. So, uh, I think that that's that's really all I yeah. have what about you. Yeah. I think
0: that's a ton of information. It's a
1: <laughs> lot of information, y'all. I'm sorry, we just you know unloaded on you, but it's it's just important. I mean, you yeah, just, there's just you, a lot of
0: Gone you are the can days,
1: yeah. Gone are the days of where you could just put a book up and people yeah. are going to find it. In fact, I don't even know if those days ever existed, maybe in the early
0: days of Kindle, but you yeah.
1: got to do something and uh, just to, so people notice. Yeah.
0: So hopefully this gives people some ideas of different things they can try.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: um, we would love to hear like what, what's working for you right. if you have something that you've tried and was very successful. Right. And we are starting a Facebook group. Yes, so you can find us there. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be easier to find us there. So we're it's yes. go, it will be called the same name as the podcast. Which yes. I've known then for writers Facebook group, and um, we will have a couple of questions, but they will to be, get easy in. be. Yeah. don't forget to answer the questions to get in, and then maybe yeah. that'll and be easier.
1: Because you, know, you know, Sarah Sarah's from Houston. <laughs> just, just in, in case. FYI.
0: Just in case you might need to know that. And yeah.
1: So, and then we'll pop in and if you've got questions about launches or, or any of this stuff, we'll, uh, we'll answer those for you. But um, we just wanted to kind of have a place that if you want to join, you can certainly know you're under no obligation to come (laughs) hang out with us. Uh, But it
0: would be great if you did. And yeah, I think that's it. So we'll have show notes and links. I don't, I won't have links to everything we talked about today, but I mean, we'll have like the Goodreads link, Jamie's link, the different things that, you know, the big high level points that could be helpful. Those will all be there and they will be at wish I'd known for writers.com. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Bye everybody.
1: Y'all have a great week.
0: Happy launching.